There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. We as human beings... Uh, have the capability to be sacred uh, individuals who can elevate ourselves to to do angelic things, to do kindness uh, beyond uh, you know what is we can imagine. But we're also capable of brutality that we can't we can't even imagine. Welcome to More Than a Movie, American Me, a podcast that digs into the history and mystery of American Me, a film directed by and starring Edward James Olmos that had a huge impact on Latino cinema and culture. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and I'll be diving into the behind-the-scenes controversy. Every episode, I'm going to try to peel back a layer of the story by trying to go deeper into the intentions and motives behind the film and the backlash 30 years later. On today's episode, we're talking about actor Sal Lopez, who plays Montoya's father, Pedro, in the film. Sal Lopez always fantasized about becoming an actor, even before he knew what it meant. He'd eventually go on to star in movies like Full Metal Jacket and Selena, and TV shows like Barry, Queen of the South, The Shield, and NYPD Blue. And for the gamers, you've heard his voice in Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. But amongst Latinos in Hollywood, he's also well-known as a founding member of Latino Theater Company, which developed the careers of many big-screen talents like actress Lupe Ontiveros of Selena and playwrights Jose Rivera and Queria Alegria Judes of Motorcycle Diaries and In the Heights, respectively. 
It's where our episode two guest, Rafael Agustin, got his first professional experience that led him to meet and eventually work with Edward James Almos. It's definitely a big reason Sal Lopez ended up playing Montoya Santana's father in American Me. That crew of regulars that the puppets mentioned in their episode that surrounded Edward James Almos, Sal was one of them. I was uh, raised here in Los Angeles, South Central LA, uh, you know, in the Florence area, and I uh, never really... Uh, I mean, I, I fantasized about acting. I loved going to the movies. I mean, I just loved it. He loved going to the movies, spending like 50 cents on a ticket, a quarter for five candy bars, and basically just dream. He saw all kinds of movies with his family, especially Spanish language ones, but he was most inspired by the epics. And I must have been like eight years old, and we went to go see Jason and the Argonauts. They had me at uh, the Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> Like we've heard from Jacob Vargas and pretty much everybody else on this podcast, a career in Hollywood wasn't an obvious choice for Sal Lopez either, even for a kid who grew up in L.A. His mom was a homemaker and his father was a shipping clerk at a furniture store, both immigrants from Mexico. And also like Jacob Vargas, Sal's way into entertainment started with dance. In his case, baile folklorico, or Mexican folk dance. Eventually, some of his dance friends, including a girl he liked, encouraged him to come audition for this play that was about Chicanos like him. Sal had no idea about acting. I had no idea. You know, I saw people, you know, going over their lines in the, in the parking lot. And, uh, and I said to my now wife and girlfriend then, or, or friend, friend, <laughs> I said, look at that. Look at those guys talking to themselves in the, in the parking lot. And she says, that's nothing. There's girls in the bathroom and they're crying. But they were going over their scenes, you know. <laughs> what did I know? But this play was written in a kind of Chicano slang that Sal had grown up with. I didn't have to pretend, you know, I knew what it was. And so I did it and the director said, oh, he'll learn. The play was called Zoot Suit. I'm guessing you guys are seeing a pattern here. Edward James Olmos, first leading role, Zoot Suit. Danny De La Paz and Daniel Villarreal both decided to pursue acting because they saw Zoot Suit. Probably this very production, actually. And now Sal's career as an actor is starting with Zoot Suit. Why does that matter? Because that play is about the same things as American Me is about, essentially. And American Me doesn't exist without it. Sal's even in a scene at the beginning of the movie that takes place during the Zoot Suit rides. Okay, you got a problem being on the streets. Wearing your colors. Get rid of your tacuches, eh? ¿Me entiendes, Mendes? Who knows if Edward James almost even becomes as obsessed with doing Latino-themed work if he hadn't started his career with such an overtly political and raza-oriented piece like Zoot Suit. So anyway, Sal continues doing plays and movies and hanging out in the Chicano theater scene, becoming something of a fixture. He does this movie version of Zoot Suit, which leads to a bunch of guest spots on legendary TV shows like Different Strokes, Chips, Hill Street Blues. In 1985, he co-founds the Latino Theater Company. In 87, he's cast in Full Metal Jacket. So by the time casting began for American Me in 1991, Sal's on everybody's list. But career-wise, things had begun slowing down for him. I actually auditioned for Taylor Hackford's film first. Blood In, Blood Out. Right. right. And uh, I auditioned for, uh, for one of the main roles and... I didn't get it, and then they offered me a smaller role. And, uh, I, you know, at the time, actually, I really needed the job, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, you know, and it had been a dry spell, and I really needed the job. And I'm, But I, I just didn't, I didn't, you know, I felt like, wow, you know, they're going to offer me this instead of, you know, one of these more... <laughs> I, I really 
felt like I, anyway. I, I so you're saying Hollywood at the time was not just there wasn't an abundance of roles for Latino actors at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. To me. <laughs> Times are changing. Yeah, yeah. Times are they? Are, I hope I, they are. <laughs> I think they are. I really do. But uh, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, as destiny would have it, I, I did turn that down, and and then uh, Eddie's uh, his screenplay. They had a, a table read, and they invited me to be part of that, and. Uh, that was that was how I got got involved with that. It was it was a great experience on that, the whole casting thing for me because I was going to play his father, mm-hmm. and you know I was a young man back then, uh, very young, and I thought, well, how how are we going to do this? So they because I feel like Edward James almost has looked forty five since he was fifteen years old. <laughs> yeah, think, like that's the vibe. You're, you're you right. Know? You're right. He, he has There's parts much. in the movie where it's like him and his little brother, and I'm like. That's your son, right? <laughs> like that's your son, and he's not that old in the movie, yeah, you know. But he true. just has that gra- gravitas. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's true, true, true. But they brought in an a- older actors to play, you know, his dad as an older, as an older, and they we we had the uh, screen tests, and it was really uh, it was interesting because we all screen tested at the same time, the older actors and me as a young man. Then <laughs> yeah. they they put some you know superficial makeup. And uh, and uh, after the auditions, uh, they said, no, we're just going to have Sal do it and we're going to put makeup on him. And that's how, how it ended up happening. To me, it makes sense in the movie. Like, I never once stopped in the movie and said, this is weird. That guy's too young to be. Because the point is, he's not born yet, right? And that's a critical kind of like twist. In oh, the, oh, yeah. In the beginning in of the, the movie. In the beginning yes, of the yes, movie, yes, right? Yes, yes, um, So there's like, a, you're, you know, you fit that. I feel like it's easier to age you up. Then have someone look younger. It wasn't that easy. You know? No, it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you have to do? Well, well first uh, of all, how old were you? Uh, oh, gosh. I must have been in my early, early 30s, I think, when I did it. Yeah. And, uh, they, well, Ken Diaz, who's an you know, Oscar-nominated uh, makeup artist, mm-hmm. he, was, he was the head makeup guy. And uh, we did, the first time we put on the makeup, it took 15 hours in the what? chair in the chair yeah 15 hours they they did a whole cast of my head and my face and the whole thing so anyway the first time they applied it because you know all the pros- prosthetics it it took a long long time uh, i mean it always takes time you know with but this was uh I can't believe they used prosthetics that's like so involved well they had to because you know i really needed to age and uh what happened was because they put on so much makeup the first time we couldn't do close-ups on me it was just the prosthetic just looked too artificial and then we had to um taper it down and make it look more natural and we finally got it right after a few times <laughs> and and it was less time you know but the table read was really great because most of the actors that were in the film were in the table read and Eddie was was really passionate about the project and it was uh uh I I just you know I just admire him so much because he had a vision and he was able to just uh, create that vision that he wanted and really take uh, the reins and be a leader and take this on you know it was it was mm-hmm. pretty major uh he never directed before not that i know of no no but uh yeah and he was great he was great as as a, because you know he was an actor so yeah so it was a uh, i remember his favorite phrase was just throw it away. Just throw it away. <laughs> I mean, it was very, it, it is an, an exceptionally naturally acted film. There's just, I mean, you know, like some of the, 
I was almost like, are, are, did he just find real people, you know, at certain times? But then when you look at the credits, you're like, no, these are actors who are just, they're just killing it, you know? There were a few, yeah, who were not, but, uh, you know, they were right. They were right for the parts. So it worked. Do you remember your first day on, on set? I do remember. No, no, I do remember the first day on set. That was the first day on set was the 15 hour thing. <laughs> right, right, right. That was, and it took all day and then we shot that night and it's the first time that eddie sees his dad once he's out of the joint you oh, know wow and that was the first thing we shot the scene sal's talking about is one where santana sees his estranged father pedro outside of a wedding party on the street there's a lot of weighted silences then santana asks pedro santana he got home a couple hours ago i don't know if it bothers you i want to stay Coming up, we'll hear more about Sal's experiences on set with Edward James Almos and his reaction when he heard about the murders. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Welcome back to More Than a Movie. I'm Alex Fumero, and we're talking to actor Sal Lopez. Sal's about to tell us what it was like to just be a regular kid from L.A. who's suddenly acting in movies. But uh, I'll tell you, one of the things that was really cool that happened to me was I was on the you know Universal lot, and I'm walking on you know the Universal lot, and I of course I'd been there you know for the Universal Studios tour, uh-huh. and suddenly this one of the tour buses come by, you know, tour whatever. And it's full of tourists. And I'm like, wow, I'm in the lot and look at these people. Yeah. And then somebody in the tour bus goes, hey, Sal. <laughs> and I go, hey. And it was someone I knew. They were on the tour, you know. I love it. it was, that was so cool. It was like, hey, what are you doing here? I said, I'm doing a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, that was amazing. It's something that doesn't really happen to a lot of actors in Hollywood. Being recognized, not because you're famous or somebody saw you on TV, but because you're just a dude for the neighborhood. We forget sometimes that LA is an industry town. What Pittsburgh was for steel or Miami was for, well, cocaine, Los Angeles is for entertainment. The only difference is that regular working class people from those cities get jobs working for the town mill or at a bank laundering money for Pablo Escobar, as the case may be. But in LA, if you're a regular working class Latino kid, you're not just knocking on the doors of Universal Studio asking for a gig. That creates this really unique situation where the actors involved in American Me have a lived experience of life on the streets of L.A., including gangs, that you wouldn't get with many other kinds of movies. Here's Sal again. Absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up in South Central L.A., so uh, I was, I mean, it's, that was nothing foreign to me. It was, it was something that I, that I saw that I, I can't say I was in a gang personally, but... People very close to me were. <laughs> and uh, so I knew that life. And, you know, it's complicated, right? Because uh, these things go back many, many years. And um, it's a culture. Uh, so, I mean, it's also something that's, you know, it's a cancer in our community. It's something that, you know, it's an issue, right, that we have to deal with and that we that is in our community like it is in many other communities. Of course. Is that something that you knew I've heard, we've heard from several people. We interviewed uh, the Dannys, the, the puppets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, they were talking to us, as was Antoinette Levine and 
uh, some other folks about, you know, it's just like from day one, Edward James almost was like on a mission and it wasn't just to make a great movie. It was. Absolutely. It was to spread a message. Absolutely. And, and was I, that evident to you? It was certainly evident when I walked out of that screening, when I first saw it, I think I was just in shock. I was just so moved and so I thought it was such a powerful film. I think it's he did what he wanted to do. I mean, we're seducted by the glamour, but at the same time, uh, you know, the the consequences are evident. And uh, and I think it, it spoke to, to our community uh, strongly and directly because uh, in some ways, you know, people people might say well here we go again you're just exploiting you know our our people and here we are again portraying gangbangers on the screen even though the intention was precisely seemingly the opposite correct not to glorify correct i think you know uh i mean look at the godfather i mean the godfather it's a movie that you could say yeah it, it it paints italians in a bad light but it but it's really about a family right it's about immigrants, about a family, and it who who uh, and it also does not shy away from the consequences. Sure, of of living that life. The Godfather is a good comp for American Me in more ways than one. Some Italian Americans were upset being portrayed as gangsters, as Sal points out. American Me, in fact, has a few Godfather references in it. There's a scene where an Italian guy in a hat is gardening, just like Vito and his tomatoes. There's a scene where Santana learns to drive that's basically the opposite of the scene where Michael shows Apollonia how to drive. Are you sure you've never driven before? Okay. <laughs> okay. Why okay. does it do that? Oh, it does that because you got to like, let the clutch out and, and push the gas in at the same time. <laughs> And by all accounts, members of the Italian mafia were also not happy with the way they were portrayed in the film. Crime boss Joe Colombo, through his political front, the Italian American League, very publicly opposed the film until they reached a compromise with producers to have the word mafia removed from the movie altogether. The League succeeded in eliminating the words mafia and Cosa Nostra from the film being made from the best-selling novel The Godfather. Joe Colombo was a famous uh, fellow who walked into Charlie Bluthorn's office and says... We don't want to hear the word mafia mentioned, Cosa Nostra, all those guys. And Charlie Brudorn said, well, boy, whatever, whatever you want, you know, we're glad to serve it up. But unlike The Godfather, Edward James almost decided to base his film on a real gang and recognizable figures, even with their names changed. Something several people warned almost was a bad idea. The Corleone family was fictional. La Eme was not. In fact, they were so real that almost had to give his cast and crew an out before asking them to shoot in Folsom Prison or gang territory in Boyle Heights. So I asked Sal whether he ever felt in danger while making the movie. Well, I was not in the scenes in Folsom. I, I, sure, I, I, yeah. I had nothing, I didn't really have to deal with that aspect of it. But you were in, you were in like Ramona Gardens. And, yeah, yeah. I, and, the, and the places that I, that, that I was involved with, I really didn't, uh, interact with uh, the real life, you know, cons and all that kind of thing, um, and uh, you know, it's it's. I didn't. It was not on my radar. Yeah. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. Um, I I I read the script, and the script for me was 
what he wanted to present. And that, my job was to do my part. And I, I didn't feel, uh, you know, I- intimidated or, or, or anything like that. I, I mean, I was focused on doing the work and, and, uh, and, and making a good film. I, um, and I think that, you know, uh, everything else, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Oof. I mean, I get it. Sal's a professional. He's also friends with Almost. And like pretty much everybody else on this movie, he didn't want to get into the ugly parts. But, I mean, you can hear the trepidation and tension in his answer and probably in my response. Because sitting in a room with him, I could tell this was very uncomfortable territory. It also wasn't part of his experience on that set, he claims, and I take him at his word. After the break, I try to shift gears a little bit. I asked Sal about a bunch of Chicanos from East L.A. taking over Le Côte d'Azur, the French Riviera. Certain choses que nous devons essayer de vivre. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. 
Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Welcome back to More Than a Movie. I'm Alex Fumero, and we're talking to actor Sal Lopez. Khan. Yeah. What was it like? Like, what was it like to be there, to be there with, your fellow it was pretty magical yeah it was pretty magical i mean you know here we are on the other side of the world and uh i remember walking the the you know the gauntlet of reporters of of you know of paparazzi going up to the um to the, the day of the screening and uh there's danny uh evelina myself and eddie and uh, bob young who was the producer and, and who had been there before i mean his he was a uh, an awardee of the Palme d'Or for for a film several years earlier, uh, Alambrista, mm-hmm. and so anyway, so we're we're there and and we start to I, I'm assuming you know Eddie's Eddie's gonna walk ahead and and you know and we're gonna walk behind him yeah, but he didn't do that he didn't do that he honored us all to be arm in arm yeah and walk together it was pretty remarkable you know uh that he wanted to share that with us he i i'm still aghast of it but it was and it was the most uh unbelievable feeling we were walking through this on, on this red carpet and as i said i mean there's hundreds literally hundreds of paparazzi on both sides and security and everything and it was an amazing amazing feeling and you know for all, a kid from south Central, yeah, exactly and all these people are screaming, Eddie, 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 you know, Eddie. And, you know, and, the, and the, the sound of the flashing cameras, because it was cameras back yeah. then, right? It's just like a, an amazing sound when you're hearing so many going off at the, you know, it's just it's like, you know, and the flashes and it's just pretty amazing. So we walked this gauntlet, right? And uh, it felt like a hundred yards, but I'm sure it wasn't that long. But uh, finally, we get to the stairs right before we go in the theater, and as we're going up the stairs, you, they're playing the music, and it's and it's uh, Oye Como Va from Santana, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like something out of a movie itself. It's you amazing. know, that moment was something out of a movie, and then we turn around, right? We all turn around. It's almost like slow motion, and the music's playing. You know, bum 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 bum, and it was just. It was magical. It was magical. And do you remember the reception the film got there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, uh, I think Eddie should have won, <laughs> hands down. 
for whatever, you know, political, political reasons, I'm sure whatever, uh, you know, that exists everywhere. Uh, but there's, there's no doubt. I mean, the, look, look at the film. I mean, it's, it's a, it still holds up. It's still seen. It's still respected. It's uh, it should have won. I would say more so, right? Like that's one of the things about American me is that it's become like right. a, a cult classic. A staple for sure. Yeah. When I talk yeah, to young, classic, yes. like friends my age yeah. or younger here who grew mm-hmm. up in LA, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, they know every character. They yeah. know every scene. Yeah. One, one. Or, or I, what I mean to say is he should have won. He should have won for first time director. Of course. Yeah. Which was, that's what he was nominated for. One th- anecdote that we uh, heard um, from Danny when we were talking to him about Khan was that he recalls that as being the place where he found out about Ana Lizarraga. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did get that. You felt you those, were, those new, the news then. Yeah. How did that? How did you take that? Well, it was sad. You know, what can it was it was sad. What can I tell you? It was uh, alarming. Yeah. Do you remember how how it came? How you came to f- find out there? Yeah, we were uh, sitting in the cinema, and they came in and notified us. In the movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you know Anna well from the movie? No, just just, just from the film. I didn't really know her, no. Uh, but, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, we we touched on it a little bit, but what, any part of that reaction going... Is it gonna get? Is, is it gonna get weird for me when I go back? Um, I mean, uh, not really. I I didn't. Uh, I was not involved in that world, so I didn't think uh, I had. It would affect me, you know. Right. So you don't. I take it you don't give much credence to the idea that it that the film had anything to do with her. I don't know. You don't know. Hmm. Right. I mean, to be honest, neither do I. <laughs> which is why, you know. Yeah, I don't know. The other, the other, the other thing with this podcast is trying to, you know, there was this whole Danny. There's a lot of Dannys involved in this, <laughs> by the way. Uh, there was a Danny Trejo um, autobiography and GQ story, and he's gone on a few podcasts and sort of told this version of his experience with American Me, um, and and his kind of claim that due to his knowledge and association of some of the people that this was based off of that up to nine, 10, 11 people may have been killed in connection with the making of the film as retribution for some sort of participation. And that Lizarraga certainly was like as a consultant on the film was that that was part of the result. So part of what we're trying to do here is also piece together how much of that is true and how much of it isn't and whether you can. And I think more importantly, the why, if it is, right? Like, what is it about this movie that's so powerful, for lack of a better word, that could elicit potentially a response like that from the people that it was based on? Um, yeah. I, I just worked with Danny. We just did a movie in Oklahoma, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you probably would have to ask him. I, I have no idea. Who asked Danny? Yeah, <laughs> I'm less interested in the who done it aspect of it, and I'm more interested in the why done it. I'll give you an example. I look at 
the scenes that depict sexual violence. And there's obviously, you're in a, a very prominent scene in the beginning of the movie in the Zutsu, right? But then we have the scene shortly after where Santana's character is sexually assaulted in Juvenile Hall. According to Trejo, that was part of the impetus for why La Eme was so upset, that this idea that someone who would become the boss of a gang could never have become a leader in one of these gangs had that happened to you. Um, and certainly I've even heard that part of like kind of the code of the rules of of the Mexican mafia, like homosexuality is like is looked down upon. But even outside of gang life, I feel like machismo and homophobia have played a pretty big role in Latino culture as a whole. How do you feel those elements of sexual assault should have been taken by the audience as a whole? Um, knowing that some of the target audience are folks within this community that have these kind of machista and homophobic uh, points of view. How is that intended to come across, do you think? I think it's the brutality of uh, prison and the brutality of being in that world. Uh, maybe it's not based on fact, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, certainly... You know, in film, it's not real. Mm. You you say it's based on a true story because you're able to take a, a licenses and create because you want to make a point. You want to create drama. You want to uh, have an impact. You want to shock the audience. You want to make them think. Right. You want, you know, uh, to create a, a film that's going to be memorable, uh, scenes that are going to be shocking and, and, and memorable, et cetera. So it's done all the time where, you know, you see things, well, and you say, well, this, this did not happen. Yeah, it may or may not have happened, but it, it leaves you with, it serves the purpose, which is to, uh, to show you the brutality of the life and how we as human beings have the capability to, uh, be sacred, uh, be sacred uh, individuals who can elevate ourselves to, you know, angelic, to do angelic things, to do kindness uh, beyond, uh, you know, what is we can imagine. But we're also capable of brutality that we can't, we can't even imagine. Yeah. I truly love Sal Lopez for this answer. The dude is not only profound, he got to the heart of my question which was less about the sensationalized aspect of the story and more about the human side. And that dichotomy and contradiction of angelic things and brutality speaks to me of the humanity of not only the characters involved in the movie, have they done harmful things? I don't think they'd even deny that. But are they monsters? I don't think so. It's the problem of a movie like American Me that wants to demonize a lifestyle, but also does such a good job in humanizing the characters. It ultimately draws viewers to them as much or more than it puts them off the life path. What were the responses that you personally got from like the people that you grew up with about this movie? Well, uh, one of my brothers was, uh, you know, was a little bit involved in the life for a little bit of time. And uh, he, to this day, just loves that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He loves the movie, you know. He I don't thinks, think that was the intention, you know, of the film. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the the I think what he likes about it is that uh, 
it portrays the life in in the aspects of that life that are that are true mm. and so i i think and the takeaways from that life as well and and i think that says a lot it it's the stamp of approval for me and the fact that uh, you know there are still so many as you say people who follow the film who are, the next generation is rediscovering this film it stands the, the you know the, the test of time in a way it's good but in a way it's it's unfortunate because it's still relevant right and so uh i think uh there's a you know ambivalence there for me On the next episode, I'm speaking to Milton Grimes, attorney for Mexican Mafia member Joe Morgan, who was the basis for the character JD in American Me. He had to go into seclusion because there was alleged threats on his life. A couple of people were killed because of the production of that movie depicting Joe Morgan in a non-complimentary fashion or saying that certain things happened to him that they didn't appreciate it appreciate because it uh, challenged his manhood and his sexual preference or sexuality or maybe he was a victim portrayed that's on the next episode of more than a movie american me more than a movie american me is a production of exile content studios in partnership with iheart's my cultura podcast network and trojan horse media The show is produced by me, Alex Fumero, at Angry Yuka on the internets. And our senior producer is Nigel Duara. Our executive producers are Rose Reed, Nando Vila, and Kareem Tapsh. Production assistance from Sabine Jansen, Anna Octavio, and Stella Emmett. Mixing and sound design by Eduardo Albornoz. Our executive producers at iHeart are Giselle Bances and Arlene Santana. For more podcasts, listen to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex professional wrestling like real life is full of surprises hi everyone it's freddie prince jr and it's no surprise i can talk wrestling all day any day Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.